Hi, you are listening to the Fab and Flawed Podcast, the podcast for folks like me who are just trying to get their shit together, live a little bit healthier, and find a little bit more balance in life. From kicking negative thoughts over our heads to kicking ass, we've got this. Hey, we all have baggage, so let's unpack it together. Hi, everyone. I'm Jen Rowe, co-founder of From Fat to Finish Line, certified life coach, and as always, super excited to be here. This is episode five. First, I just want to sincerely thank you for listening and trusting me with your time and for your wonderful words of encouragement so far. As a reminder, I have a sassy mouth, so watch out for F-bombs and other saucy things I might blurt out along the way. Foul mouth aside, I am here to help you and I find more joy, reach our goals, and get rid of the bullshit that blocks us from greatness. So, bullshit blocking us from greatness. There was a whole lot of it for me today. I woke up in a very drag-ass mode and with a very heavy case of the blahs. I didn't feel like straightening up my house. I didn't feel like going for my walk. I didn't feel like getting dressed. I barely even felt like recording this podcast, which is my favorite thing to do. Some days, I don't know. It just seems, I don't know, like, what the fuck is the point? You know what I mean? On the last episode, we talked a bit about why we let stuff stand in the way of our goals. And what we're talking about today definitely ties right into that. Today, I'm talking about my other favorite M&Ms, no, not the peanut ones. I'm talking about motivation and momentum. According to dictionary.com, one definition of motivation is the general desire or willingness of someone to do something. And oh my God, seriously, people, have you ever felt that super motivated about something? It's like the fucking best and most glorious feeling alive. When motivation is high, you'll move mountains to get to your goals and actually get grumpy when something throws you off path. You'll make the time to get your run in or you'll find the the time to study the course you want to study or you'll overcome the demands of all the needy people in your life. You let nothing stand in your way. When you are all the board, the motivation train, you ride that baby until the wheels fall off. If only I could bottle that shit, I would buy it by the case. When I decided to go all in on this podcast and life coaching business, I got up early, I stayed up late, I burned every lunch hour I had studying courses, researching coaching philosophies, teaching myself how to edit sound, teaching myself how to upload a podcast, you name it. Even if my mom called, I'd almost get slightly annoyed because I was so motivated to work and I didn't want to stop. I didn't want to do anything but focus on my goal. I was obsessed and getting shit done like a boss, all while juggling a full-time job and trying to be a decent mom. But motivation could be on fire one day and nothing but a foggy memory the next. Motivation, or lack thereof, can leave us for a zillion reasons. Take the motivation to run or not run, for example. For me, some days when I'm not motivated to run, it could be a physical reason, like a shitty night of sleep or coming down with a cold. Or some days it's just an unpleasant external factor. Maybe it's windy out. Maybe it's icy weather. Or maybe it's something like freezing rain. I don't know. But whatever it is, it takes the get up and go right out of my desire to get up and go run. It could be something that just sounds more appealing than running in the moment, like a real housewives marathon could be on, or even a root canal. Sometimes motivation can be so fucking fickle. Okay, 
so let's get back to that definition. The definition was the general desire or willingness of someone to do something. I think the big word in that sentence is desire. So motivation isn't from thinking you should do something, nor should it come from a place of obligation. The word desire is built right in there. So when you're walking around and dreading a long run, or scowling at an unmade bed, it doesn't mean you don't want better. It just means your desire button for it has been switched off temporarily. And I don't think that's actually anything to beat yourself up over. So back in episode three, I discussed with you something that I've really come to really enjoy in the uh, life coachy world, if you will. And it's called the Think, Feel, Act Cycle. So the way the think-feel-act cycle works is you think something which uh, leads to your feelings, which leads to your actions, which leads to your results. So take ordering healthy at a restaurant, for example. When your motivation is high, you might have already pre-planned what you're eating before your butt even hits the seat. No need for a menu. You are motivated. I will have the roasted chicken salad, light on the cheese, heavy on the veggies, skip to bacon, and dressing on the side. Oh, by the way, miss, can you not bring the bread to the table? Thanks. Your thoughts, whether you were aware of them or not, might have been, wow, I'm super excited to eat healthy. I am so excited to show myself and the world that I can enjoy eating out and not eat like an asshole. Those thoughts led to feelings that made you feel empowered and super jazzed about your decisions. Your action then is to order healthy and your result is to come out feeling satisfied and one step closer to your goal. I can say I've been there. I've had many highly motivated days to make great decisions at a restaurant. I will have my salad and I'll skip out of the restaurant full of pride and yippee, look at me being all healthy. I'll be at my goal weight in no time. And then something happens. A week later, your butt is in the same restaurant and in the same seat, and you'd rather poke yourself in the fucking eye with a fork than eat the salad. You're watching your friends order tacos and margaritas, and instead of your thoughts being, woohoo, look how healthy I am, your thoughts, again, whether you are aware of them or not, has turned to, this is total bullshit. Everyone else gets to eat delicious things. Fuck this salad, fuck this water, and bring me the fucking bread. Because of your thoughts, your feelings turned from empowered health goddess to deprivation and jealousy. So then what happens? You will either eat the damn salad and feel resentful of it the whole freaking time, or, you, or you'll give in and get something not in plan, which both aren't the greatest of outcomes. Again, this is why I'm such a stickler for being in control of our thoughts. Like I've said often, your thoughts are everything. All right, so let's cut through the shit. How do you magically get motivated from a place of ground zero? The first thing is motivation and want have to be on the same page. You can want something and white knuckle your way through, but it's never going to work long term. For example, if you want to quit smoking cigarettes, any smoker can tell you that they can white knuckle their way through a day or two on sheer willpower. But willpower can only last so long. Even though these people want to quit smoking, they have to also get super motivated and clear on how and why. That's why willpower is just not a great long-term strategy. There's only so many times you'll have the willpower to watch everyone order margaritas and tacos while you pick miserably at a crappy salad before you're going to lose your shit. That is unless your brain is on board with truly desiring the salad for bigger reasons and you're managing your thoughts. When I started running for the very first time, I found so much motivation. I had strong whys. 
I had great support. I journaled. I had action steps. I was determined not to fail. And slowly, I also began to believe I was a runner. I think it's really important for us to start to build an identity around what our, our goals are. That's why in the From Fat to Finish Line community, it was really important for us to, de- to design a t-shirt that specifically says, I am a runner. I had support from other runners that kicked my ass and kept me accountable. But there were still those days along the way. Here's the thing, though. I worked at keeping the momentum and motivation going. I worked at it. The great news is that even when motivation is high from seemingly nowhere, there is work being done somewhere. Sometimes the work doesn't feel like work because it's just happening without you realizing it. But sometimes you're going to have to roll up your sleeves and get after it. So here are some ways you can do it. In the last podcast, we talked about how important having a very strong why is and why it matters. So, for example, for me with this podcast and life coaching, the reason why I was so motivated was because I had a couple of really strong whys. I mean, first of all, I love this shit. And they say do what you love, right? I love helping other people. I love podcasting. I love communicating and connecting with others. This is my jam. Plus, my entrepreneurial spirit will not die. I didn't want to get stuck working for someone else. I also wanted to think outside the box on ways to support my From Fat to Finish Line community. So for you, you have to start asking yourself, why are you doing this? Why did you sign up for that race? Why did you decide to become a life coach or whatever it is? Take a minute to journal about this or call a trusted friend and tell them excitedly why you decided to fill in your blank, do whatever you're doing in the first place. Leave all the negative bullshit of I don't feel like doing this and today's a crappy day and all that crap at the door. You might have been experiencing some negativity in the moment. That's okay. The idea here is to get jazzed once again. And sometimes just reminding yourself in an enthusiastic way of why you started in the first place will get your fire burning again. In the case of rain or other physical obstacles that might be holding you back, look at it as a challenge. Try to make this a little bit more fun than dread. I know it's hard. Believe me, when I wake up and I have to run and it's pouring out, it's very hard for me to get super thrilled about that. But I have found that if I take a couple of minutes to just change the way I'm thinking about it, I can get myself psyched up enough, just enough to get out the door at least. So when you're looking at rain or snow and you have to do something like run, look at that obstacle as a challenge you get to do something super badass and then when you get back you could talk about how fucking cool it was that you I don't know ran in a few feet of snow or whatever it is you know all you have to do is dress dress for the weather please people well now it's summer just you know what I mean anyway sometimes our brains can actually start to look forward to obstacles once we reframe the issue and this actually will strengthen our whys in the long run so once you have your why, the, ne- the number two thing I think people need to do a little bit better is trust their guts. And remember why the universe might have pushed you to do something in the first place. I mean, I've had things like this happen to me all the time where the universe has nudged me, nudged me, nudged me, you know, to the point where I've had to declare this is my path, okay? It's my path to run. It's my path to podcast. It's my path to life coach, right? And I think that a lot of us, especially if we're codependent, people-pleasing types, really lose touch with what we're feeling. We lose trust with our gut. And it's really important. I will do another podcast at some point about getting in touch with your gut because your gut doesn't lie to you. But in any case, what I want to say about this is try to explore why did the idea come to you in the first place? What was the inspiration? 
inspiration. I've had a slow burn desire for doing something like what I'm doing right now for as long as I could imagine. There was even a time I wanted to be a therapist or I thought I'd make a great teacher, but I just, I never pursued it because I didn't listen to my gut. I have also always had this part of me that loves storytelling. So becoming a life coach and also having a podcast just feels right. I meditated on doing these things and listened to my gut. It nagged me to go for it, even when my conscious thoughts were, no one's going to want to listen to you. And life coach, really? What will people think? I mean, who are you to be helping other people? It's easy to get your motivation lost when you don't even trust your own self. And I think that it's easy to then also not try to relight your own fire when you're doubting yourself. But I think you need to go deep on this. Write your goals and reasons for pursuing what you were pursuing on an index card and read it. Take 10 full minutes of visualizing yourself reaching the goal. See yourself making the hard decisions. See yourself pushing through the blocks and excuses that have held you back. See yourself feeling victorious for getting to the other side. This is a really great gut-building exercise that will also help strengthen your mindset. Trust your gut, and on days where your motivation is starting to wane or when you're questioning your gut, you're going to have the tools to push forward. And when you really are questioning your gut or when you really are lacking in motivation, the number three thing that's worked for me is getting support from friends who believed in me or turning to my tribe. This is important. So if you are not trusting yourself, if your motivation is in the crapper, but you know this is something you really do want to do, then reach out to people. I mean, Build your dream team. Birds of a feather. If you are surrounded by negative Nellies, get new friends. I'm telling you right now. I, I, I can't tell you enough how much in my life, on days where I didn't believe in myself, just having someone else who believed in me was enough to get my ass going. Um, I start to tell people, finally, sheepishly, actually, about this dream of podcasting and um, being a life coach. And I was really scared at first. And I was pretty embarrassed to share this dream because I was expecting the worst of my thoughts to happen. I expected people to laugh at me or discount my desire to coach. It's not to say that there wasn't one or two people who tried to piss on my parade. But my ride or dies, my the people and the tribe members and everybody in my life that I trusted the most, they had me, they had my back, and they support me wholeheartedly. Plus, they made me see this as a goal and not just a dream anymore. They kept me accountable. They asked me about what I was doing to go closer to making this a reality, which helped me to bring the dream out of fantasy world. Just be really, really careful, though. There are parade pissers. They are out there. And because of their own hang-ups and bullshit, they might be just waiting to pull you off your path. If you don't have positive people in your life who believe in you, then join the Fab and Flawed or the From Fat to Finish line or any other private communities on Facebook that feel like it would be, like those people would be your people. You know, you can make friends or hire a life coach. Present or I don't care, talk to a stranger on the internet. But you need to find your tribe. Present whatever's blocking or holding you back to your tribe, your coach, the internet stranger, and let them help you overcome because a lot of times they've experienced the same feelings. 
working with the right life coach on this, if I might say so myself, is really a great approach because, you know, we're trained to help offer exercises, homework, techniques, and other experiences that encourage momentum and successful goal setting. But it's absolutely not necessary as long as you've got the right people in your life. So number four, after you've got all of that straight, you've got your tribe, you've got people who are supporting you, you're listening to your gut, you are very connected to your why. The fourth thing is, is to keep up like really great mindset work. Because the thing is, is like I said earlier, it's all about the way you think, right? So the most successful times in my life when going for goals was when I was doing all of the things. I was journaling, I was meditating, I was doing my Jack Canfield work. I developed a life purpose statement. I created a goal and a vision board. Um, and by the way, about vision boards, those are super, to me, they're super useful and a great tool. So I'm going to actually do a deep dive into vision boards on a future episode. But, you know, really creating an effective vision board will help you really see the, your, your goals in a very visual way. And there's something, I, I don't know what the science is. I've read that this really affects you on a subconscious level. But I do, I will tell you, I look at my goal board daily. And before I had a clue on how to podcast, I had a visual of a podcast symbol on my vision board. And I thought about it every day. And because of that, my brain led to being able to create steps to make this dream a goal and then a reality. So all the mindset work, I mean, it really does work, guys. Um, there's a bunch of different things you can do. You can go for, um, like I said, reading a book like Jack Canfield, who, uh, as you know, I'm, I'm completely obsessed with. You could, you know, go read a book about affirmations. You can, you know, start visiting somebody who will help you with a guided meditation. But this mindset stuff is really great, great way to really just get your brain wrapped around um, going for your goals and keeping your motivation high. The fifth thing I think is super important is maintaining and getting momentum. Like I said earlier, this is one of my favorite M's of them all. Momentum, momentum, momentum. When I have really great momentum, I feel like I'm unstoppable, right? Um, when I've got two, like once I start like really in like a food eating plan, once I've got a week or two under my belt and I've seen a little bit of progress and I've had some great results, it's like, boom, I'm on fire, right? So... I'm not sure I, I'm making up this definition, but I'm pretty sure it's it's close to accurate. Uh, momentum means a body in motion stays in motion, right? So momentum is a beautiful thing, but but momentum can't get wrong unless you start rolling. And I like to get momentum however I can. It doesn't have to be huge things. Like little baby steps can begin the movement. Trying to shape up your diet, for for example... Momentum doesn't need to be drastic. Momentum could be committing to drinking eight glasses of water every day for three days. By the third day, ta-da, momentum's kicking in, which then can lead to a habit stacking of another healthy habit, like committing to a 10-minute lunchtime workout or something. You've got the ball rolling. So while your momentum is high, by the way, there's one little thing I do like to do. Uh, this is another technique that Jack Canfield taught me, but it's a really effective thing to do. Very early on when I've set a goal, I write myself a letter about it. Here's, for example, I'm going to read you now a letter that I wrote myself a few months back when I was in the 
early stages of studying my life coaching and wanting to launch a podcast. Uh, This is kind of part of the mindset work that I mentioned a few minutes ago. But in any case, I find this really helpful because it really gets me very clear on why I have the goal in the first place. And when my momentum is starting to lag, I have something to refer to. And this usually does do the trick for me. So I'm going to read this letter. Okay. And it says, Dear Jennifer, If you start to lose faith or find it overwhelming or scary to continue working towards the goals you set, remember this. You have a gift to give to the world. Your vulnerability, life lessons, mistakes, and imperfections have perfectly made you ready and capable to set the world on fire and to make your goals come true. Getting to your own fitness goals are important. You have to show yourself and others that living healthy and happy is achievable. You risk not having the confidence to succeed if you don't know how to walk the walk and talk the talk. You must continue to study and become a certified life coach if you really want to be able to help others. If you don't, you'll lack the credibility to yourself and others. Without a podcast, you will fail to reach a large audience and you will limit who you can help and that might make you stall. You won't be able to lay the groundwork for a bigger uh, for a bigger practice. So uh, these first few goals are super critical. You have the power to create the life you know you deserve with no excuses. Make the time, take the action. You don't have to be perfect, just keep moving forward. The universe has given you the gift of pushing you towards this. Use that gift wisely. Have gratitude and excitement for you are one step closer to living your best life. Love and gratitude, Jen. So it might sound a little corny and believe me, I'm, I'm kind of blushing as I read that and share that with you, but it really does work because when you're feeling crappy, like I look back at that now and I'm like, wow, I really actually followed through and achieved this, you know? And I think putting things in writing like that is a way of making it super clear why it's important to you. So on those days, like I said earlier, that you're starting to wane a little bit, looking back at a letter like that, really, it's like, it becomes a little heartfelt. I'm not gonna lie, I got, you know, I feel a little mushy about it. Anywho, so I hope that, you know, you got something out of today's show. I hope you are good and motivated to go crush some of your goals. Uh, please share them with me. If you want any um, advice on how to write this letter or any of the things we've spoken about today in this episode, just drop me a line. If you're looking for uh, any kind of um, connection, like I said earlier, if you need a tribe, please find me at the From Fat to Finish Line Facebook group or the Fab and Flawed Facebook group. We are here. I want to support you. Uh, Just a few quick reminders before I wrap it up. If you want to get the chance to work with me one-on-one, then drop me a line at J-E-N-R-O-E-C-O-A-C-H-I-N-G at gmail.com. That's jenrocoaching at gmail.com or find me at the Fab and Flawed Facebook page. Also, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, like me on Facebook, and join the Fab and Flawed private community where we can chat about all of this in a private and safe space. If you like this podcast, then please, 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 please go and rate and review my podcast. That stuff really helps. And um, that's about it for me. Thanks for joining again, and I will see you next time. Bye. Hey, thanks so much for joining me. My goal is to help you dream bigger, find joy, and reach your goals. 
If you want to suggest a topic for the show or learn how you can bring me on as your very own personal life coach, then visit me at fabandflawed.com. That's F-A-B-A-N-D-F-L-A-W-E-D.com. Fabandflawed.com. I look forward to being a part of your journey, and I thank you so much for being a part of mine.